where it's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Whoo, let's go. How y'all are? How y'all is? What's a happening? What's a happening? Welcome in on this Tuesday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. All across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes. Your Farm Bureau Insurance agents. I just got a text from White Denzel on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. It's the best sausage I've ever eaten, hands down. And he says, hey, hey, look at this logo. Look at this logo right here. See that helmet, Denzel? Look at that logo. And look at this logo on my shirt. See that logo on my shirt right there, Denzel? He texted the show and he said it. He said it feels like 98, Matt. He ain't talking about the weather. Okay. I am wearing a nice brand new pullover. Yes, long sleeve. It's cold in here today because it's cool outside. But in here, it feels like 98. That would be 1998. The interlocking Mississippi State logo that we wore back in the late 90s is back on the uniforms this year, announced by the school just a little bit ago. I realize it's uniforms, clothing, and logos, but allow me to be excited for a minute. And Aaron has the comment that now everybody that got a glimpse of them, everybody's gotten a glimpse of them (laughs) on social media, the 98 throwbacks. And Aaron comments on Facebook and said, Matt, please, whatever pull you have with the university, please tell them to keep these things permanently. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Welcome in. That's what we're talking about, and that's what we're going to get into right now. Logos. That and much more. You can be a part of the show. You have seen some of the comments over here. If you're watching on the live stream on YouTube or on Facebook, you may comment and hit submit, and I can put it up on the screen right there for everybody to see on the live stream. If you've never tuned into the live stream, the video feed, you can do that. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Look for Radio Wyatt or something like that. <laughs> or better yet, just keep it tuned into the radio here. And you can text me on the Country Pleasing text line, or you could call me on the Divinity phone. Um, the number to text, like White Denzel did just a minute ago, uh, is 885-3776. Got it? 601 number. 885-3776. Or call me on the Divini phone, the number to call, 995-1059-601-995-1059. Here is the question that you ought to answer. Should these 98 throwbacks be permanent? Should these be coming back now as the uniform? Well, Matt, 
So let me change camera angles for my split personality conversation here. Well, Matt, (laughs) I'll even do a cut. Well, Matt, we need some symmetry with the logo across all sports. Yeah, but not everybody's doing that. Other schools don't necessarily feel like they have to do that. In fact, if you look around, more schools, including even high schools, are beginning to split it up. And football will have one logo and baseball will have another. Yeah, but. Notre Dame doesn't do that. Alabama doesn't do that. Well, hold on a minute. Mississippi State's been doing it forever with baseball. <laughs> All right, enough of that game. But you get what I'm saying. They, they have uh, – if you go look at on Twitter, at Hale State FB, at Hale State FB, and they've given you, uh, you know, a little collage there – or a little, I don't know what is that, a little slideshow of pictures of the throwbacks. I mean, you can't look at it and have any sort of aesthetic recognition and not realize this is a much better uniform than anything they've been wearing really recently. Okay, they went with the M banner. That goes all the way back to 04. More on that in just a bit. But to make them permanent. Should they? And see, here's the deal. Here's the thing. This right here, the conversation that I am now kicking off with you. By the way, this logo on this pullover that I got from the Mississippi State University Golf Course. Y'all, listen to me. Golf club shops usually have the best gear. And sometimes it's more expensive. But you know how these golfers are. They're not going to wear something ugly. Well, you know what I mean. They're not going to wear something also that doesn't fit right. They're not going to pay that amount of money for something that's going to fall apart. They're not going to buy hats in a club shop that sit too high on your head. The Mississippi State University Golf Course has the best stuff, the best hats, all this. And they've got a bunch of stuff starting today with this interlocking logo from 98. Well, 98, 99, but it was 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 01, 02, 03. That's the logo, and that's the helmet and the stuff. So, Go to the Mississippi State University Golf Course. They are at Hale State GC on Twitter and Instagram. You can message them or call them. They don't have an online store, but you can go by there and message, call them, and they'll ship it to you. Okay? That's where this came from. And it is good stuff. More also to show you, by the way. But see, this is this conversation about this return of this interlocking MSU is maybe part of the reason that they never did break it out of the vault beforehand. I mean, we're 25 years removed from the 1998 Western Division Championship team. It's the first time you've seen it since 03, which was Coach Sherrill's last year. And since then, nothing. So, you know, right at 20 years of it's been on nothing, it's been promoting it on nothing, it's never been brought back, none none of that. You know, the, the business part of it and the marketing with symmetry of logo stuff that behind the scenes that would have led to all that, I just don't know. I wasn't in on it. I don't know. I hadn't had those conversations. I can't give you anything definitive. But like you, I do have some questions on it. I can throw questions out if I don't have answers, right, at least. I'll just say this. For years, everybody was under the impression, and I think it's because we were told somewhere along the way, we all developed the impression that this logo, this interlocking MSU that the championship team won in 98, 
was somehow owned by Nike. The uniforms back then were Nike. And that that was the reason that they couldn't be brought back and all that. The logo couldn't come back because the logo somehow belonged to Nike. Somewhere along the way, we were either told that or we began to believe it. I don't know which. But here's what happened over the last couple of years. One thing is some people started doing some research, and there were people out there that were, were arguing, arguing vehemently, no, in, in fact, Nike does not own that logo. Okay, well, I didn't do the research. We began to hear that. And, but I, I did have some conversations, both in the past and recently, with people who would know a lot about the business of college athletics as it relates to apparel deals and how Nike and Adidas and Under Armour and all this stuff works. And to a man, to a person, because it wasn't all men, to a person, when you tell them, State wore these uniforms up through 03. They were Nike. Nike went away. And we were told the logo couldn't come back because it belonged to Nike. To a person, they all would go this. They'd go, uh, no, that didn't make any sense right there. That ain't how that stuff works. See, on the outside looking in, I'd go, well, okay, well, if maybe Nike designed it. Or maybe they want to hold on. i uh, got a trademark cover. But everybody else would go, no, uh, no. I cannot, uh, people that do it for a living, I cannot, they would say, I cannot imagine a scenario where any company or, you know, let alone Nike would own some sort of logo that a school was using on their uniforms. I just, that didn't make any sense. To a man, to a person, they all said, that doesn't make sense. Well, here we are in August of 2023. And this logo is back. It's back on my pullover compliments at the Mississippi State University Golf Course at Hale State GC. they got a bunch of great stuff, trust me, with the logo on it. So this, then, we can draw this conclusion. There's only one of two possibilities. In, you know, against the backdrop of always hearing that this somehow belonged to Nike because we used to wear Nike and then that went away and... And therefore, you know, why couldn't you use it? It'll never come back. People would This is what we know. It's only one of two possibilities. Either whatever grip Nike did have on it has run out. Or Nike never did have a grip on it. <laughs> there it is. And if you chose to hypothetically go down the latter line of thinking, that Nike never did have a grip on it, then you just got to ask yourself some questions. Okay. <laughs> and bless their hearts, a bunch of great guys, some phenomenal players, some great people on that 2004-2005 team at State under Coach Croom, those first couple of years of Coach Croom. But you go back and look at the uniforms they put on that team in 04. With that stripe and that big, ugly block M banner on the side of a helmet. And compare what they put them in in 04 to what they were wearing in 03, which is on your Twitter feed today. There ain't no comparison, okay? It's like going from a sure enough uniform, okay, to some that we sewed up in the basement. That's how bad of a switch that was. You cannot explain any of that. 
you can't make sense of. It went from what you're seeing on Twitter went from that and Nike in 03 to, and I know you had coaching change, to Russell and what you wore in 04. And it ain't no comparison whatsoever. And whoever decided, how could you sit around in a room, look at that, and go, this is a good idea. This is a good idea. <laughs> how? I want to meet the person who was in the room who had the guts to go, um, this is not a good idea. What are we thinking here? This is ugly. That is ugly. U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. <laughs> I mean, I want to meet the person who actually had the guts to go, look, this is bad. You can't go from what we just had. Now, the other thing is, you know, again, maybe it was this move towards symmetry of one logo across everything. Well, still, you know, looking back on it, it's a bad decision. It was a bad logo, bad decision. You look at those uniforms right there. Now, I'm about to check in with somebody here in a minute who earlier today insinuated when I brought this up that I am biased. <laughs> I'll let y'all <laughs> I'll let y'all figure out who that is. Okay, but first we're going to go over to the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. The number to call, 995-1059. Rooster, hanging on line one. What's up, Rooster? Yeah, well, man, we've all got our bias and prejudices. I mean, you know, <laughs> kidding ourselves if we say we don't. Yeah, we do. I try not to, but yeah. No, I don't have anything profound, but maybe you can give me an update. Is former Mississippi State, all-American baseball player on the way out. What do you think? Who, who are you I talking mean, about? The Braves. I'm talking about Bucky. The Braves were not very nice to him, you know? Holy oh, cow. oh, yeah. Uh, Buck Showalter? Yeah. Well, I saw the score of that one game. The Braves beat him like 21-3 to three or something like that, like a football score. Yeah. I didn't see their other well, games he, in the he's series. He's getting some mileage on him, so I don't know. What is he? He's got to be about late 60s. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. Late sixties. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and he can coach, and he is well thought of. But you know, it ain't like he took over an organization that has just been winning hand over fist over the years. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, and I think yeah. the owner said yeah, but he's uh, still uh, productive. But <laughs> yeah. The Braves yeah. are on track to set an all-time record. There's some kind of good. Need like that. No, there's yeah, 31 really... wins. I think 106 was a record. Okay. Uh, I was in Atlanta, living in Atlanta when they won the World Series. So this great team, uh, I mean, what a team, you know. Oh, yeah. But Incredible. Shifting gears is um, our old, you know, I know he had surgery and he'd been in the hospital. How's he doing? I just want to update on him. All right, who are we talking about? Chicken Hawk. Oh, Chicken Hawk. Yeah. Um, well, the last update I had, I think, was last week. And Beaver has gone and talked to him some and checked on him. But I, I'd heard that he was making progress and doing a little better. And then we we, talk, we had another listener who called in who got to meet him. So, I mean, uh, as of about a week ago, everything sounded like he was he was doing better and getting better. So we just appreciate you asking about it. Yeah, I hope that continues. I yeah, I want to check on him and, you know, make sure everybody is 
uh, including the homecoming queen, is helpful. <laughs> but we'll yeah. call back. We'll call back soon with a Hugh Freeze update. Yeah, please do. Please do. I'd love to hear it. Thank you. <laughs> I, will, I will be on the plane, taking him out in person. All right. Good stuff, Rooster. Hey, good to hear from you, y'all. What is the only show where you can co- get phone call from a rooster checking on Chicken Hawk to make sure he's okay? It's this one right here. All right, uh, I'm gonna play some music for the next caller. Now, this is not planned. Okay, Wh- again, what other show will you listen? where a, a rooster calls in about a chicken hawk, and then right after that, the highest-rated recruit in the history of Mississippi State football, without prior planning, calls in. He is my friend, number 98 in your program, number one in your heart, Delwan Robinson from DeSoto County, Mississippi. Delwan, what's up? Hey, Matt, what's going on, brother? It is so good to hear your voice. How are you? Man, it's a great day, man. Like you said, the Twitter feed been blowing up with the interlocking logo. Yeah. And, man, uh, for young guys like me, I fell in love with Mississippi State when they had that uniform, you know, from the dog pound uh, rock on the sideline to the, you know, just all the big ball games that was won in that uniform made guys like me believe in the program. Yeah, so – Help me with your story, Delwan. You went to high school where? At Hernando. Right. So okay. So you went to Hernando, and so you would have been coming up in high school in that what right right about snowball time ninety nine two thousand oh one somewhere in there. Correct. Just put it like this: Connor Stevens and Mario Hagen uh, was playing the edge then. Yes. And I was like, I want to be those guys, <laughs> you know, the, the Dorset Davis guys, you know, the Willie Blaze, you know, in that era. <laughs> yeah, no question. Well, and so you know what you're speaking to, Delwan? You're kind of touching on something that fans often wonder about, and that is how much impact do those guys that are on the field have on recruiting, right? And, and there's a lot of people think, well, you know, a kid's going to choose a school based on whether it's close to home. Nowadays in NIL, it be kind of what offer he gets. But you, in that era, what you're touching on is you're looking at guys who were playing for Coach Joe Lee during that time, and you're like, okay, that's where I'm going because I want to play in that uniform. And those guys, Willie Blade and those others, had an effect on your decision. Well, no doubt about it. Uh, it you know, people are saying that Mississippi State D-line you with uh, Fletcher Cox, you know, you know all these guys. You know uh, the guy at Tennessee, Jeffrey Simmons, and Montez Sweat. Those are they are great players, Chris Jones. Yeah. But I can promise you, Mississippi State has been D line you for a long time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so therefore, like those guys that I mentioned. You know, the Dorset Davises, the Willie Blade, the Ellis Williams, and those guys, Connor Stevens, Mario Hagan. That defense was unbelievable. And so a young defensive player like me coming out of high school, I had a newspaper reporter ask me one time who was my favorite college player, and I told him Mario Hagan (laughs) because that 98 was all over the field, and that's the number I wore because, you know, as a defensive, he set the tone for Mississippi State, and I wanted to be that type of player, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't that something? I did not realize, I never realized, Delwan, that the reason you wore 98 at State 
was because that was Mario's number. Well, I was going to wear either 98 or 90 because I'm telling you, um, Connor Stevens yeah. uh, never got the credit he deserved at Mississippi State uh, as far as being a defensive player. The kid played lights out as uh, a bowler, you know. Mm-hmm. No question about it. And one of the nicest, genuinely nicest guys that you have ever met or that you'll ever meet, Connor Stevens. And the same thing with Mario. Off the field, you couldn't find two better people. And then on the field, just an absolute terror to try to block off the edge. Right. But, but this is a great day to have an interlocking uh, logo. But for me, it's a tone uh, setter. It's a mindset. And and like uh, I saw somebody said that Wayne and Porkchop said it was a, it's a toughness. It's a mindset. You know, uh, you know, you have to buckle, buckle up and bring a lunch box when you see the interlocking logo, you know. Absolutely. I, I 100 percent agree. Uh, agree. And they're right. A toughness. Because you know what, Delwan? Those teams that wore that uniform late 90s, early 2000s, never the most talented team on the field every Saturday. Sometimes we were, but a lot of times we weren't. Uh, But there was never a time where we weren't the toughest team out there. It's really good stuff. Delwan, it is so good to hear your voice on the radio. This will be the first of many times I talk to you on this show. I hope you realize that. <laughs> well, no doubt. I just appreciate you uh, taking my call. And when you got to talking about, you know, the 03 class going from that uniform yeah. to that 04 uniform, that was dark days, man. <laughs> it, it was tough. <laughs> dark days. That's a great way to describe it. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, I'll leave you with this. I, in my man cave, I have a, I have that jersey uh, framed uh, with me over a, uh, over a uh, Ole Miss player. Let's just say that's the best jersey in my man cave. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> Send me a picture. That's great. Oh, no doubt. All right. Thank you, sir. I yeah, appreciate man. you. Talk to you later. Appreciate you. Whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game. You're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team. What y'all think about that? That was really cool. Cool moment right there. Uh, Del One Robinson. Uh, five-star recruit, the highest-rated recruit in Mississippi State football history to this point. Uh, signed with State. I think his first year might have been somewhere around 03, 04. I have to go look it up. Uh, I know he I know he finished his career under Coach Kroon, uh, but and played in the NFL. Got drafted, played in the NFL, but called in to say that those uniforms, those throwbacks to the late 90s and the early 2000s there, and those guys on defense wearing them, he mentioned Mario Hagan, Connor Stevens, Willie Blade, Dorset Davis, was what drew him to the program. Isn't that cool? That's uh enjoyed that story. The, those phone calls that you don't plan oftentimes are the best, aren't they? Uh, for sure. Really appreciate him calling in. All right, over to the text line, country pleasing text line. Denzel said it's the little things with the throwback uniforms. The old SEC logo, I noticed that, like, top right maybe. Uh, no Adidas touch besides their logo. They are perfect. <laughs> um, they look great. Nick Texas says, Matt, that logo makes me want to go. Um, 
Okay, it says, makes me want to go to Bulldog Burger, uh, grab one, then hop on the Rick's bus and watch the Senzo Miller highlights. <laughs> I got you. It makes me want to watch some J.J. Johnson highlights. <clears throat> 98. Uh, J.J., uh, Reggie Kelly, Randy Thomas, Eric Allen. I'm going offensive line now. Eric Allen, Craig Moore. The bad thing is, you know, inevitably I'll, I'll leave somebody out. <laughs> I'm trying to think as many as I can. Kevin Prentice. Kevin Cooper. Matt Butler. Dennis McKinley. But look at that defensive front that year. He's Dorsett Davis. Willie did, Was Willie there in 98 or 99? I think my, Willie might have gotten there in 99. Alvin McKinley. John Hilliard, Connor Stevens, just on and on and on. And again, you inevitably going gonna Kim Wan Smith inevitably gonna leave somebody out. Yeah, it's hard to even after all these years go back and name them all. Unnamed Texter said the '98 jerseys remind me of my college days and maybe bring them out every five years for homecoming. With that said, I really like the state script for this year. Hey, I do too. I like that state script now. I, I really like it. And, I, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, somebody might say to a fall, I like new things every now and then. I like things to switch up every now and then, not stay the same the whole time. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I kind of like it. So, you know, the whole state script and the different uniform combinations, you're, with that you're going to have this year, I like it because some of it I've never seen before. You just want to see something new. But I really like that state script now. And it, it looks great on clothing. But, you know, you look back at it, again, break them out, throwbacks every now and then. Good night. Whoever designed them, and I guess Nike gets credit for that in the late 90s, look, they knew what they were doing. Grumpy Texas show and says, Matt, Grumpy wears his Nike 98 MSU pullover interlocking logo shirt and gets lots of compliments. Grumpy is all for the throwbacks. I like how Grumpy texts the show in third person because it's help, it helps me to, you know, read it that way. And Don and Madison text the show and says, Matt, ask Larry Templeton about the unities and logo in 2004. I believe it was all about a new beginning. Yeah, I think that makes sense, too. I, like I say, you had a coaching change. You, you know, you went from Coach Cheryl, which if we look back and try to look at it accurately, those last couple of Coach Sherrill teams, 0203, things really fell off. You had the NCAA stuff going on, the team really fell off, and they had really bad teams those couple of years. And so there's kind of a sour taste in the mouth, maybe, and, and, a, and a new start. So, my Don, I look back on it and go, totally understand at that juncture. If Me, I'm biased. You know, they wouldn't have had somebody like me in the room because I'm biased. I played for Coach Cheryl, played on his teams. I would have stuck with it. But they weren't asking me, and probably rightfully so. So if they're looking at it unbiased, trying to go, okay, new coach, turning a page, new start. Part of the message when they hired Coach Croom when he came in that first year was cleaning house and, you know, starting over and all that stuff. Well, okay. So turning the page, a new beginning, as you say. Really, I mean, go ahead and do it. You want to make that decision? Do it, but do a better job of designing the new uniform. Like, go back and look at it. I don't know who was involved in it. But to go from 03, what you saw today, late 90s, 
where you had Nike in that uniform to turning the page to what they put on the field in 04 and made those kids wear? Come on. Who's doing it? What would you ask the seventh graders from Starkville Academy to come up? I mean, like, what, what are we doing? No offense to them. So, easy for me to say it 20 years later because the statute of limitations, I think, on anybody really caring about that <laughs> has gone out the window. To my previous comment that someone accused me of being a little biased, Hey, Matt White. How you doing? I'm doing good. And you know what? Let me, though, clear this up. So, just because you are biased, <laughs> biased, excuse me, yeah, right. doesn't mean you're not right. Because <laughs> in my memory, in my brain, those were the best. Mm-hmm. And we can all have an opinion, right? We can all have an opinion. And, and I do apologize if I offended any of the seventh graders at Starwell Academy, because frankly, some of those could have designed a better logo than what they put on the helmet in 04. <laughs> I just say that. You know, for some reason, I can't. This is the third mention of the 04, and I can't. Can't picture it. Picture what those looked like. Well, okay, so were they so bad I blocked them out? Yeah, maybe. I, you know, and. Again, this is like we said earlier, Beaver, we've all got opinions. But here's what I would say. Um, you know, they they went with a different apparel company in that day and age. Okay, it was Russell. They went with Russell Apparel. And maybe they were involved in design. I don't know. But the helmet was a white helmet with the huge old block M-State banner logo on the side of it. And not the one that Greg Byrne and that bunch redesigned in 2009. No, the old one that like was on the basketball court in the night in the mid 90s, where the M that was on the M banner was just a block M, you know, square edges and stuff. And it was really big, and they put it on the side of the helmet, and white helmet with a single stripe down the middle, which I hate the single stripe. Again, it's just an opinion, but it looked the whole combo was just really, really. I don't know how to, you know, this one good. And just, I didn't think it was a good design. And I, that old Block M State logo, I think they were trying to sort of make it uniform across the board. But, and I understand the theory behind wanting to do that no matter who you are, if it's an organization or team. You, you know, your theory is you want to have something that is synonymous with everything. Okay, well then come up with something better than that. And thank goodness, you know, here we are living in an era where, you've had a newer version of that, but you're also getting like this state script, which I think looks good and some of the other stuff. All right. Back over to the comments on the live stream. Let me check in on Facebook, on YouTube. What are y'all talking about over here? Let's see. Heather. Well, first up, Debbie commented and said, hail state. Heather commented on Facebook, said she's pumped about this. Uh, Jimmy, talking about this interlocking, said that is the most Mississippi State logo ever. It's like they were charging us by the letter, and we only wanted to pay for two. <laughs> yeah, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, the, the, the old one. Not the interlocking, but the, the other one. Uh, Sven commented and said uh, to Kobe, who predicted that State would beat LSU this year, Sven commented and said State should have beaten 
LSU last year in Baton Rouge. And then you remember they did jump up early in the game and seemed to be on the path, but then LSU put their foot down and, uh, and started shutting the offense down a little bit. Uh, Jimmy said he hopes this interlocking MSU, the old one, is not permanent. He says he hopes it isn't permanent. Right after that on Facebook, Heather said, best football logo ever. <laughs> um, Aaron said, now we need the walking bully on the helmets or a small one on the pants or shirt. Yeah, that's a real, sure enough, uh, throwback. Jimmy noticed something about these 98 throwbacks that he likes, and that is where across the chest it says Miss State, M-I-S-S, and then period, State, uh, which was you know the old uniform there. Heather commented on Facebook, says, I love walking bully too. Played basketball there. Heather says, I played basketball, so I'm a fan of the Mississippi State banner in basketball, even though a lot of people have bashed me on Twitter for this opinion. But I would love football to go back to this MSU logo, the interlocking MSU. So lots of opinions on it. All I know is, you know, it's not permanent. Uh, it's not going to be. And it is coming back on a uniform this year. So for those of us that like a little nostalgia every now and then, we're going to get to see it. For at least one game. More of your texts. More of your comments coming up. We'll get into some other things. An update on that big story from yesterday. All of that and more. Coming up here today in the Bureau. The Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. Stick around. You know, you think about it, you go back to the late 90s, so 98, 99, both those years, uh, and I was fortunate enough to be on the team, play a small role, was that really and truly, like you think about it as a fan, if you are a fan who is a fan of Mississippi State who is old enough to have, you know, gone through that and live through it and really remember it. Be able to look back and really remember it. See if you agree with this statement. And feel free to add to it or, you know, uh, modify it and kind of tell me in your own words. But if you were a fan who lived through that, one thing you can say, those two years in particular, 98, 99, but if you even go back to 97, we were wearing that uniform and we had a pretty good team in 97, and we won games that year. Uh, we, we won in Tuscaloosa in 97. We won in Auburn in 97. Um, you know, we won some big games. So, But certainly 98, 99, those two years. Let me get to it. Here's what I was going to say. You didn't play anybody you didn't think you would beat. You never went into a game thinking you don't have much of a chance. <laughs> And let's be honest, at State, there's been a lot of years where you went into a lot of games thinking, we don't have much of a chance. It's going to take a miracle. We're going to have to play our best. 
and hope the ball bounces our way and maybe they make some mistakes. But those two years, 98, 99, every time you stepped in, you didn't win all your games, but every time you stepped on the field, the expectation was, we're going to win this game. And then you knew this, win or lose, that other team is not excited about playing us. They don't want to come in here because they know they're going to need help getting on the bus when the game's over. And Coach Cheryl used to reinforce that and reinforce that. He did such a good job. And I don't think I really appreciated it back then. I was too young, really, to appreciate it and too caught up in other things and your mind's all over the place sometimes when you're a kid. You know, I don't, but looking back, I don't appreciate what a good job, one, Coach Cheryl did of putting the team together. But then, two, totally having us mentally 100% confident we were going to win every single game we played. It wasn't just a thought. We actually believed it. We were the most surprised people when we didn't win one. <laughs> and, and totally convinced, without having to yell and scream. He did it. Coach Cheryl did this without yelling and screaming. We were completely convinced. We were much more physical than the other team we were about to play. And we were fixing to put it on them and kind of prove it for everybody else to see who didn't believe the same thing we believe. Oh, you, you don't think we're the most physical? Okay. Watch. Put your eyes right out there and then get, get back to me in three hours. And just com completely convinced and then go play that way. <laughs> he, he was, I think, underrated in that regard and never would stand up on a table and Let's go and woo and you know ah rah rah rah. He never did it. <laughs> He'd he might get where we could all hear him and he would say what was on his mind and what he wanted us to hear, and the message got across. Didn't have to yell and scream. And you know what I think about Coach Cheryl? I think the reason he knew that he didn't need to get up there and stand on the table and yell and scream and give you a win one for the Gipper thing. The reason he knew he didn't have to do it was because he played. <laughs> he played at Alabama in college for Bear Bryant, and he knew you can yell and scream all you want. But we're going to go out here, and on the opening kickoff, it's face mask to face mask, or on the first play, it's right in the forehead, and you're seeing stars, and all that yelling and screaming in the locker room is gone. Now the only thing that matters is, did I put my work in and practice in the offseason so I can compete with this guy or not? Yelling and screaming, waste of breath. Back then, there weren't cameras in the locker room. Now, if there had been, and he felt like it would help recruiting, maybe he'd do it. <laughs> but it, there wasn't. Regarding those, uh, when they went to, away from the Nike, went to the Russell uniforms, Rusty commented on... Um, the country pleasing text line says, Matt, I think the word you're looking for describing the 04 uniforms, ugly. <laughs> all cap, all caps with two exclamation points. Boy, they were ugly. I know that much. All right, over to the live stream, Chuck commented on YouTube, says, the difference between now and then is that there are a couple of programs that have opened a wide gulf between themselves and the rest of the conference. And I think you're exactly right on that. You know, I, I don't know like like firsthand knowledge of seeing it with my own eyes, Chuck, but I, I speculate 
that maybe, just maybe, you know, the, the sport had not ballooned into the, you know, billion-dollar industry that it is now. And, and back then, it was still college football really popular. And sure, there was lots of rules breaking, but the NCAA was still investigating and enforcing and, and really doing it a little bit more so spread out during that time. And you're right. There wasn't this massive gulf, Grand Canyon gap between two or three teams and everybody else in terms of their roster and that kind of thing. And what happened is as the sport ballooned into the billion-dollar thing that we know now over the years, um, they the NCAA got into a position where it had less and less power, less and less ability to enforce, <clears throat> And uh, here we are. I think there. I think you're right, Chuck. And it was different back then, because you think about it. That '98 team, we won the Western Division and played in the championship game. We were an eight-win team in the regular season. Now you played 11 games, not 12. It was an 11-game regular season, so we were eight and three in the regular season there, right? Sorry, yeah, eight and three. And see, that's the other thing, too. Like, the year before, 97, we won seven games and did not even play in a bowl game. <laughs> All right. So the year before, 97, we won seven games out of an 11-game schedule. Didn't even go to a bowl game because there were only 16 bowls that existed. The very next year, we win one more game. It's eight, but we win the right ones and go play in Atlanta. We won more games in 99 but missed out on the championship game. We won 99, we won 10 games. So, and there hadn't been a whole lot of 10-win seasons in the history of the school. And that was a heck of a year, uh, for sure. Uh, Chuck remembers this. Chuck says, are they going to have the patches of the college banners for the players major like they used to? In fact, Chuck, I don't think so. And my jerseys from the 99 season are hanging in the in a display here in the, uh, the studio. I, I don't show it to anybody. I kind of just keep it on the wall there. My mother made it for me uh, after my career was over. And uh, it's a neat little keepsake. And that right, that's right. That's the same jersey they revealed today. But um, you could see on the front of one. That's actually the Cotton Bowl jerseys. Uh, so that would be the end. These I, I take the back. These jerseys would not be ninety nine. These would be the Cotton Bowl jerseys. I'm sorry, the 98 season. So 98 home and then the Cotton Bowl jersey from the end of the 98 season. And my patch was, yeah, right there on the side, the communication department, right there on the left. And they had Cotton Bowl on the right. And that's it. Every player had a patch on the front of their jersey which signified the department in the school that had the curriculum they were majoring in, whether it be you know education or communication or engineering like Westerfield had an engineering deal he's a smart guy <laughs> you know stuff like that it's a that's a neat thing Jimmy says on YouTube he says I do like this uniform as a throwback he says we do a good job on those the dousing and bell throwbacks were pretty nice you know Jimmy that is true that's a that's probably an overall point here that I haven't thought of but we do need to really tip our cap to somebody 
And I think it's no one person, it's several people, right? Because you've even had different or um, administrations now across last year to this. But that is true. Um, state is doing a good job with its throwbacks. They really are. And it's going to go all the way back to when Mullen was a coach, isn't it? Right? Remember the um, – wasn't he the coach when they wore the gray Stennis uniforms? You know, the, the nod to Stennis and then – which was really a neat thing. Uh, of course, you've had the, uh, the flying M, which was either last year or the year before, the dousing bell uniforms last year, which when those came out last year, it was like, oh, wow. Those are great. Those jerseys they have are those. I thought it was fantastic. And in this, they, they are doing a good job. They really are. Throwbacks. Good point. Good point on that. Now, I said it. I, I didn't throw it out there based on any information. Drew. Drew's on Facebook. He says they should wear these for the Egg Bowl. I kind of agree with that. Now, I don't know that they will. Um. I guess it's being promoted and advertised as they're going to wear these throwbacks against Kentucky in the Kentucky game. The you know commemorating the '98 season and the '98 team and everything. But um, I think it would be cool as a home game, right? You know, maybe see how it goes. <laughs> if you're superstitious at all, right, Drew? Like, see how it goes. Play them in, you know, wear them against Kentucky. And if that goes well, maybe break them back out one more time. All right, so that'll wrap up Hour 1. Hour 2, we'll pivot and get away from logos and uniforms. We'll talk some other stuff that's going on. All that and more in the Bureau. Stick around.